Hey everyone, welcome to our Strong Mind, Strong Body podcast. I'm your host, Angie Miller, and today we're going to talk about an amygdala hijack, why you freak out and how to stop. So I don't know if you've ever heard of an amygdala hijack. I kind of hope you haven't because really it's strong emotion and we're going to kind of deep dive into it. So I have a question for you. I'm just wondering, have you ever been emotionally hijacked? Have you ever felt like you were held hostage to your emotions? Like you had no control over how you responded or reacted in a situation. Maybe it was a time where someone in your family or someone around you was like, wow, you literally freaked out in that situation. And chances are, it could be that in retrospect, you look back and you're like, wow, that did not even warrant the level of response and energy that I gave it. So I know I have, I've had an amygdala hijack before. And I think if we were to be honest, probably most of us have. And so that's what this whole episode is about, why we freak out and how we can stop. So here's the thing. In, as a whole picture, I feel like I'm not what I call a high responder. You know, some people are high responders. They they are very activated by stress. And generally, I think I can keep my cool. Probably even the people who live with me would agree. And I kind of pride myself in that. But I've had my moments. I can remember this, this morning when I was a caretaker for my mom. And my younger daughter was a preteen. My older daughter was a teenager. My spouse was in a mood. We were having a really bad morning. I had a caretaker at the house to help because we were all ready to leave. And she was there to help with my mom. And my husband was at the garage door because he just needed to tell me one more thing before I left the house. And I was just not having it. I could not get out of that garage fast enough. So turns out I kind of got out of the garage a little bit too fast and I ran right into the caretaker scar. And I didn't just like, you know, slightly tap it. We're talking, I jammed right in my back end to her front end. It was not a finer moment for me. Should have seen my husband. It was not a finer moment in our whole household. So I guess you could say that at that moment, I had what you call an amygdala or an emotional hijack. So the term amygdala or emotional hijack kind of got known by Daniel Goleman in that groundbreaking book that he bought about he brought that he not he didn't buy it. He actually wrote it back in 1995 about emotional intelligence. And I know I've done a podcast on emotional intelligence. I also did some NASM videos because I think emotional intelligence more than intellectual intelligence gets us so far in life and it plays a key role in what we do as fitness pros. But amygdala hijack in a nutshell is like this big emotional response to stress that is often immediate and pretty much overwhelming. It's a situation where the amygdala, the part of the brain where we process and regulate emotions, it's it's also known as our emotional processing center. It hijacks or takes over our ability to respond rationally to situations. It's a hijack. The concept is that our normal reasoning, like our thinking, 
our decision-making, our planning, that area of our brain that is more rational, you know, it's in another area of our brain, literally. And in situations where we're hijacked, the amygdala or we're heightened, the amygdala will come in and hijack, take over our rational brain and be like, I got this. But it turns out the amygdala is pretty, you know, highly reactive if you, if, you know, if we could say it that way. So we react out of high emotion versus reason. So in an article by Healthline, and I'm quoting here, it says the amygdala hijack occurs when our amygdala responds to stress and it disables our frontal lobes. And our frontal lobes are where that reasoning and decision-making and planning take place. And it activates the fight or flight response. And therefore it just disables or cuts off contact with our reasonable or rational brain. So there again, it's a hijack. So when you and I, when we're in like this true physical danger, fight or flight is good. It keeps us, you know, it keeps us from danger. But today we know that mostly fight or flight gets activated or triggered by psychological or emotional danger, like stress. But the brain is still pumping all those stress hormones into our system. And honestly, it just makes us hot-headed. It makes us more emotionally reactive. And that's when we're likely to become irrational or impulsive. And sometimes we can even make dangerous decisions that later we might regret. So again, I'm Angie Miller. This is Strong Mind, Strong Body. And I'm talking about an amygdala hijack, why we freak out and how we can stop. So when we have this amygdala hijack, usually we lose perspective. We see kind of narrow, like what's right in front of us because, right, we're in stress response. So we only see what's right there. It means we don't necessarily practice good judgment. And oftentimes we're kind of convinced that we're right. So we get kind of petulant. We feel justified because, again, we only see the situation through this tiny, narrow lens. Um, and that's what we call freaking out. So in a quote by Goldman, and this is modified a little bit, he says, in moments like these, when impulses override rational thinking, the amygdala is like this psychological sentinel, and it's scanning our brain for trouble. And it's asking things like, is this something I hate? Is this something that I'm scared of? Is this something that will hurt me? And if the answer to any of those questions is yes, then the amygdala rushes in and it's like a neural trap wire telegraphing a message of crisis to all the parts of the brain. So you know what? You join me here. I'm guessing because you're like, okay, now I want, now I know what this amygdala hijack is, but how do I stop it? And can I stop it? Can I stop freaking out? Because it never feels good afterwards. Because the, the aftermath, if you've ever had really strong emotional outbursts, is, is often guilt. And none of us, I don't think, like that feeling of guilt. It's like when we're freaking out, we are left with this, what I call an emotional hangover. And honestly, I don't know if I coined emotional hangover, but I really like it. And I, I invite you to steal it. So we wake up the next morning or the next day, or maybe the next hour or five minutes later, and we're like, oh my gosh, I'm embarrassed. 
I feel guilty. It's like this icky emotional hangover of regret and ugly emotions. And we wish we could just take like a whiteboard and erase everyone's memory so that nobody remembers us being really kind of ugly in that moment. So according to Goldman, we could put a stop to those emotional hijacks by increasing our emotional intelligence. Because even though that amygdala hijack is unconscious, we don't invite it in intentionally. We can consciously make an effort to stop it. We can gain what Goleman calls personal insight by increasing our emotional intelligence. So I have some tips to help you deactivate your amygdala and activate your rational, reasonable brain so you could prevent yourself from freaking out in the future. All right. So number one, when you feel stressed or anxious or overwhelmed, welcome to my world and everyone else's, right? Maybe you feel angry. I would just encourage you to take a step back five minutes later, five days later, five hours later, look back, let go of the guilt and shame, know that you're human and it's part of the human experience and try to name, literally name your emotions. How did that stressful event make you feel? Yes, I know it was stressful, but were you angry? Were you scared? Did you feel trapped? Did you feel like you had to win in that situation? And then check in with those physical symptoms. When you get scared, when you feel fear, when you feel trapped, what does your body do? Do you get a headache? Do you get a stomach ache? Do your palms get sweaty? Does your heart start racing? Do you see color? And again, I think when you check in, you kind of have to do it afterwards because the truth is, if you could check in in the moment, that situation would have never happened. If you could stop and take a pause in the moment, you never would have reacted the way that you did. But once you're aware of it later and you kind of do this little, re this little reflective exercise, then you can kind of train your brain to respond differently so that you can get more in touch with like, okay, this is, this is how I feel. This is how I respond. I need to do it differently next time because turns out I hate that emotional hangover and I hate feeling guilty and having regret. And I don't want to destroy my relationships. So once again, I'm Angie Miller and I'm talking about the amygdala hijack, why we freak out and how we can stop. So number two, once you've kind of checked in, you know your emotions, you've checked in with your bodily sensations. Now you can check in with your rational brain and kind of look at the triggers. Okay. It's not just the situation, but it's the triggers. Like I could go back to that situation like it was yesterday. And I remember the triggers. I know that my daughters were in a mood. My husband wasn't having it. I wasn't having it. My mom wasn't having it. You know, everybody was just trying to get their stuff done. There was a lot going on, a lot of schedules. And, you know, I could have named 15 triggers before that event happened, before I went bashing into the car. So, once I know my triggers, once I know what really heightens me or who really heightens me, then I know when that strong emotion is going to come on. 
and I can better get a gauge on it. So I can better, you know, I can kind of ask myself, where do I have control? Where don't I have control? So the, uh, the, the bottom line is that none of us can control the events that happen to us. And a lot of times our life is a bit like a chaotic situation. There's a lot going on, but we can control how we respond. So let's deep dive into some of these tips and solutions, if you will. So again, I'm Angie Miller, and this is talking about amygdala hijack. I'm host. I'm the host of Strong Mind, Strong Body. I'm talking about an amygdala hijack and how to stop freaking out. So number one, my first tip for you is if you haven't ever, or if you've ever thought about it, practice mindfulness. And I know that everyone talks about mindfulness and we're kind of over it. And you're out there thinking, I'm so tired of hearing about mindfulness. But here's the thing. It's evidence-based. There's a ton of apps that teach you how to breathe, how to be mindful, how to meditate. Because the idea is that the more mindful we are, the more present we are. And when we're present, all that onslaught of all that outside stimuli doesn't impact us as much because we're only right there in the moment. We're aware of ourselves. We're aware of our thoughts. We're aware of our actions. According to a 2014 study on mindfulness and meditation, it said that mindfulness can improve your emotional intelligence in three pivotal ways. Number one, when we practice mindfulness, we have a greater ability to understand our emotions. And I know it sounds so primitive, but the thing is that there's so many people out there walking around thinking that the reason why they act the way they act or feel the way they feel is everyone else's responsibility. And here's, you know, here's a memo. How you act and how you feel and how you respond to life is no one else's responsibility but yours. Same way applies for me and for everyone else. So if I can understand my emotions, I can do more to change them so that they serve me better. The second way the mindfulness helps is it helps us recognize emotion in others. And that's part of Daniel Goleman's whole emotional intelligence kind of uh, framework is that if we understand other people's emotions, then we pick up on social cues. We tend to get along better with other people. They want to be around us more. And then the third way that mindfulness can increase our emotional intelligence is it strengthens our emotional muscle, our ability to control our emotions and regulate them. Because we all know my, 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 favorite saying has always been those who can't control their emotions control everyone else with them. So those who are emotionally intelligent are aware of their emotions. They're aware of how they impact the people around them. And more importantly, they can regulate and control their emotions. So if you're trying to to avoid amygdala hijacks, if you're trying to avoid freaking out, download a meditation app. You will be really astounded at what three minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes a day will do to kind of calm your nervous system and help you get more in touch with your emotions. So at the end of the day, what I think about mindfulness is it teaches us how not to take the bait, how not to get hooked by strong emotions. It teaches us just to be an observer of our thoughts and emotions, not to attach ourselves to them, but to create healthy distance so that we can be like, okay, 
I can let that go if only for now. I can watch it float away on a cloud in the sky. So the second way to help us kind of get rid of that or avoid that amygdala hijack and not be a high responder to stress is breathing, right? Maybe you learn breathing in yoga or maybe you practice Tai Chi because those are really, really great at calming the nervous system and they're great at preventing amygdala hijacks. Or maybe you just download a breathing app or you watch a YouTube video. But breath is the one tool that we take with us. It's free. It's available in a moment's notice. We stop, we pause, we breathe. And guess what? That pause, that little moment that we pause and breathe is just enough of a pause to create enough of a distance between us and a really bad decision, between something that we could say that could destroy our relationship forever or cost us our job, or maybe we just count to 10. Or if we're really good at it, we count to 20 or 30 so that we avoid a highly reactive response and we give ourselves time to calm down. With email, this is an easy one. I call it the 24-hour rule. You get a, an email in and it really just gets you upset and you're like, oh, I've got something to say to this person. Well, I always say give it 24 hours. If you have to, write it out, but don't put anybody in the send, you know, don't put anybody in the address bar and then save it in your drafts. Come back to it tomorrow and ask yourself, is this really worth sending? And what would the consequences be? So that pause helps you get in touch with consequences and calm your nervous system. So again, I'm Angie Miller. This is Strong Mind, Strong Body. We're talking about an amygdala hijack and how to stop freaking out. I don't know about you, but I freaked out before and I've had to deal with those emotional hangovers. And so I like to have tools so that I know that the next time I got it under wraps. So number three, talking, right? We know that when we don't talk about our stuff, we suppress our stuff. And when we suppress our stuff, I always tell my clients, it's like walking around with a backpack full of baggage. And, you know, one thing happens and we're triggered and we just take that backpack off and we're just slinging baggage all over the place. And so it's not really that event that upset us. It's all that baggage that we're carrying it around. And it's like the wrong person at the wrong time triggered us. And we just unleash the baggage, you know, darkness or, you know, deep files that had nothing to do with them, but we've been carrying it around for too long. So talk to someone, talk to a friend, talk to your parents, Talk to your spouse, talk to your partner, just make sure that you're not suppressing it or trying to keep it inside because you know, when we store all that baggage, we are really much more likely to erupt at exactly the wrong time in front of the exact wrong person. All right. So number four, we can journal. And this is another one that I talk so much about, and I'm a huge journal. I've been keeping diaries since I was a kid. Now I journal on the notes on my phone. And the whole idea is I just want to pull myself out of strong emotion. I want to get out of my head. I want to get it out of my heart. I want to give it less power. And so I put it on paper. And the minute it goes on paper or in the notes app on my phone, guess what? 
I take away its power. I diffuse it. It's like taking a fan and cooling off my emotions. Oh, I like that one. I just made that one up. How do you like that? All right. So when I get rid of all that pent up emotion by journaling, I'm able to relax and just kind of let it go. If I wake up in the middle of the night and my mind starts ruminating, I grab my phone, I go into another room, I purge all my emotions, and then I'm able to go back to sleep. It's pretty magical, actually. So in one study, they did a study of undergraduate students, and they were assigned to do some self-reflective journaling. And it turns out that it showed that the students were better able to regulate their emotions by just journaling about them. So it builds greater insight and awareness. So my fifth tip, if you want to avoid or you want to avoid amygdala hijacks and you want to stop freaking out, we have to watch our food, right? Because I just did a whole episode a couple of weeks ago on how food impacts mood. And it really does. If I'm eating a lot of sugar and drinking a lot of sugary drinks, I'm going to be more heightened. My emotions are not going to be as stable because my blood sugar is not stable. So another one, obviously, we know when we exercise, when we know we watch our caffeine intake and our alcohol intake, those make a difference too. So another tip that I have is that if we want to avoid an amygdala hijack, if we want to avoid freaking out, we really need to practice self-soothing or self-care. If you're tired of hearing about self-care, practice self-soothing, whatever you want to call it, whatever you do to enjoy and, and, you know, something that helps regulate you and calm you and, and kind of schedule it in for five minutes a day. For me, it's different every day. It could be as simple as a bath before I go to bed. It could be the journaling that I do. It could be writing about gratitude, but some kind of self-care. Maybe it's a five minute phone call to your best friend. Maybe it's a show on the comedy channel. So my next tip, if you really want to avoid an amygdala hijack, and again, I'm Angie Miller, and this is strong mind, strong body. And I'm talking about ways to help you and me stop freaking out and stop getting caught up in high emotion. Because we've been through so many changes in our world. And even if we weren't high responders before, with all this change throughout the globe in our jobs, in the way that we work, you know, now we're working from home, a lot of us, we are probably as a universal society, more prone to emotional hijacks, more prone to strong emotion than possibly ever before. So my next tip is just make sure that you know how you take care of your house and you take care of your car. Well, are you taking care of your mind? And I'm serious. Like, are you tending to your mind and your emotions the way that you tend to that beautiful car that sits in your garage or the way that you attend to your garden or your home or your kids' needs? Because I think we have to tend to our mind and in you know, like, like gardening, we have to check in and water it in any way that we can. So check in throughout the day, ask yourself on a scale of one to 10, how stressed am I? And if I feel like I'm at a 10, what are the triggers? What's causing that stress? What can I do to kind of to, to diffuse that stress? What can I add in or take away to diffuse that stress that I can get into a better headspace? And then almost last but not least, I would encourage you that if you really want to avoid an amygdala hijack, I would encourage you to practice visualization. 
So visualize, go back, visualize that situation, right? So I could visualize that situation where I ran into the caretaker's car and I can respond to it. I can replay it in my mind and create a whole new story. Imagine me calm in that moment, not barreling out of the driveway, but actually maybe stepping into the bathroom and, you know, grabbing a roll of toilet paper and screaming into it or crying over running water or just giving myself a little release before I jumped into my car and made a really unconscious but unfortunate decision to barrel out of the driveway. So visualize your body relaxed and imagine yourself working through a stressful situation, calm and focused. Because chances are that situation will replay again and again. Because a lot of times our triggers aren't something that, you know, we can control. Maybe we feel triggered by our boss or in my situation, it went on for years where I was a caretaker. And so there were going to be a lot of heightened moments and I just needed to learn how to kind of better regulate myself. But when you create this mental picture in your mind, then the next time you're in that situation, you can refer back to that image and kind of try to create it again right? So last but not least, change your focus. Maybe you use a centering object, maybe you chew gum, you take a drink of water, anything to pull yourself out of high emotions in the moment. So again, I'm Angie Miller. I was talking today with you about an amygdala hijack, a very strong emotional response that kind of makes us Freak out in the moment, if you will. And I talked about some ways that you can avoid those amygdala hijacks. And I'll review those kind of on a one, two, three basis. So number one, I just encourage that you practice mindfulness and meditation. Number two, practice breathing. Number three, talk to somebody. Don't carry around your baggage in a backpack and wear it like a warm blanket. Number four, consider journaling. Number five, watch your food because it impacts your mood. Number six, exercise regularly, watch your caffeine and your alcohol intake. Number seven is self-care. Number eight, tend to your mind and emotions and value them the way you value everything else that's important. Number nine, use visualization. And number 10, change your focus. So my goal for all of us is that we have less amygdala hijacks. We feel more in control of our emotions so that we don't have to deal with emotional hangovers. If you have any other thoughts or you have any feedback on this episode, I do hope you'll write to me. I'm Angie Miller Fitness on all social media channels. My email is Angie at AngieMillerFitness.com. I love to hear your feedback and I'd love to hear your thoughts about what you'd like to talk about in a future episode. So thanks to all of you for joining me today and I'll see you next week.